From grain to glass, this show is dedicated to helping you make the best beer possible. So strap in and hold on to your mash tons. We're Homebrew Bound. Welcome to Homebrew Bound. I'm Casey. And I'm Miles. This is the best beer show on the internet. According to our mother. At least it is when it's on. Yes. We're back from our extended sabbatical, which was a little bit unplanned and... Not really a sabbatical, but we're going to call it one because it sounds better than, hey, we didn't do a show for six weeks. Yeah, that was, I didn't enjoy that. Well, it happens. I'm not. It does. You're a busy guy. Not you gonna drink a lot. It. You yeah. Get, uh, and yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's all my fault. All it my is. fault, Miles. Well, you are the one who has the studio. <laughs> these are your mics that weren't on while I was talking into them. You, no, that was your fault. I'm going to blame you for that one. <laughs> 100% for that one. All right, guys, we are back. Uh, we have beer tales to tell because Miles has finally been brewing again because, Jesus Christ, it's been a while. It has. And I've been brewing primarily with Chad. We've had him on the show, right? Yep. Yeah. And we've had a couple of successes and a couple of... Uh, Not so successes. Well, those were primarily mine, but... <laughs> <laughs> no, uh we we have had some some pretty decent. We shared with you that one day. Yes. Uh, I I don't have the recipe offhand, but it was like primarily like honey six row and I think amber malt. I will take your word for it because I remember very little from that day. I was not doing well. It was um, very grainy, rich, and malty sweet, and malty sweet. It was the day he brought the, the yeah, yeah 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 yeah. So it, that one turned out really, really, really well. We planned on recording an episode. Uh, things fell through the cracks. Well, you know, when it's minus 11 out and people's cars won't start, it is a little bit That's of a... That's right. That is what happened. <laughs> that is what happened. That puts you like three hours behind. I know. It was not a good day for me. Yeah. Well, I mean, my car still hasn't started since it really got cold. Oh, really? Was, yeah, like... Two weeks ago, Jesus. Almost. Yeah, it's just been. I've just been <laughs> thankful it's not been snowing, so I don't have yeah. to try and push it around right? the parking lot. Um, have you been brewing? Yeah, I have. I was. Well, you you had talked about one of your beers. I was wondering if you're going to talk about some of the others that you've been brewing. But yeah, I can oh. go into mine. Well, okay. Uh, you do yours. I'll do mine again. Okay. Um. Well, I have. Uh, one that we're going to talk about today, and then one that we're going to really dive into uh, in a couple of weeks. Um, probably two weeks. Actually, yeah, exactly two weeks from today, probably. Uh, or at least when we record, yeah. after, after I get it. Um, I'll, I'll talk about this first one. This first one I brewed, I believe I talked about it when I initially brewed it, and we're going to dive deep into it today. Um, but it is Gravity Hammer, my uh, my wee heavy that I brewed for Carlos's birthday. Uh, and successfully, successfully. Uh, at least I think successfully. We'll we'll taste it and really see, kind of kind of dive into it. Um, it we did the regular version and a barrel aged version, and we served them both on tap for Carlos's birthday celebration on Saturday, which is part of the reason the studio is in such disarray today. Um, because apparently my yeah. friends are animals. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And yeah. Uh, 9.6% beer does not help that situation 
at all. And I see like 11 bottle or bottles on the table, and this is in addition to the Gravity Hammer. Yeah. It... Wow. Yeah, no, it was it, it, it was, was a, a shit show is is the right answer or is the right name for it. It was a fun night. It was a blast. We had a lot of fun. Um and yeah. then so yeah, I did that and then I uh about we we try to do it once every other month. It ends up being about uh or a little bit less often than that. Hopefully it'll be able to do a little bit more often than that. But uh Eric and I have been trying to get together for a collaboration brew yes. uh, every once in a while. And we just did uh uh, it's called Haze for Days, which is <laughs> yes, because Eric's Eric goes in uh, waves of obsession with certain beers. Yes, and right now he's uh, just in love with these beers uh, from Treehouse Brewing Company. Yes, they are really, uh, for lack of a better word, juicy IPAs. They they look like orange juice. They taste like orange juice. They they are orange juice in everything. But actually, being orange juice, <laughs> uh, they're they're amazing. I I actually had Green for the first time on Saturday. Uh, ended up meeting up with him in Minneapolis on kind of a fluke, and he was doing a beer trade and ended up with a can of Green, and he happened to open it. And my God, it was amazing. Was it Green? Uh, the can was the. It looked like juice. I. <laughs> <laughs> in orange juice was it was it carbonated decently or yes was, okay i uh, know yeah, it came out of a can um and i've heard some interesting stats about that brewery that i want to verify for myself and then i'll talk about them when we taste haze for days all right um and i'll go over go over that recipe in depth but and some of the exciting things that happened on that brew day because i i feel like i should save those stories for when we're tasting the beer because it'll make it that much more sweet i will say that Eric changed the recipe on the fly multiple times without telling me and on accident. So <laughs> characteristic. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, and, and part of it is he's always doing research. He's like, okay, so we're going to make this beer. I need to know about this beer. Yep. And then he kind of builds a profile, kind of tweaks it to how he wants it, talks to you about it, tweaks it how you guys think it should be made, keeps reading, tweaks it because he learned something new, keeps reading, tweaks something because he heard something new, and then you make it to the store. They don't have exactly everything you want, so you start making substitutions, and you start saying F it and ZFG and all of yep. those sorts of terms, and then you end up with something... Not what you planned for the day. Not at all. Not it at all what you planned. It usually turns out well. Uh, you know, I, I, ha I will say I have not had a failed brew with, with Eric. So. No, no. Uh, things usually go... Uh, Mostly according to plan. I was going to say not according to plan, but successfully either way. Yes. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, we... we ended up mostly according to plan. Uh, one of the problems was we didn't have a wart chiller okay. because... Uh, it's cold and it was below zero and there was no water. <laughs> there, yeah, we could not get a hose running without you know bursting pipes and whatnot. I suppose. So we it took our our chill uh, took four hours um, in a snowbank. Yeah. Yep, yep. Uh, and so that was fun. Oh, I suppose. But but we wanted it hazy, so we weren't looking for a nice clean cold break either. So we it, wanted those proteins in suspension. So it was, it was totally planned. <laughs> totally planned, <coughs> but yeah. So yeah, no. It's it's been uh, pretty good. I've been actually getting excited about beer again. I had gone through kind of a slump. I know. I, and, I have. You know, a I, bit I feel too. like it happens. I have a little bit too. Mine is primarily 
uh, financial and lack of transportation. So, I mean, my, my system works. Uh, the last couple of times I have brewed, uh, I have shown that it it can do exactly what I want it to. Um, but they've still just been randomly thrown together recipes. So I can't say that I've actually gone out of my way to make something that's that was really awesome. So I think I'm yep. probably just going to start with, um, I don't know, English pale ale or something like that. Yeah, start with some good beers. Right. <laughs> uh, well, I did make that... Uh, the mild mild ale. Yep. Um, I don't know if I've tried that one. Did I try that one? I don't think you did. Like I, I remember you talking about it, but I don't know if I've tried it. No, I think um, we were looking to try it that day. We had that uh, the other beer that I mentioned. With oh me. yes. And uh, um, the day that put me three three hours behind. The day that put you three hours behind. Uh, but not just that. Uh, because we just kind of hung around and kept on talking, some of the yep. you know things I had planned on doing just kind of got pushed to the back of my mm-hmm. head, and then we left. And then because I live so close, like four minutes later, I'm walking upstairs and I'm like, oh shit. Well, I guess not. Um, <laughs> but one of the because uh, we were looking to go or to try and use your uh yep yeah ca- counter pressure filler, get my one gallon um pressurized real quick in his cannonball put it in some bottles and then he could just take off with his cannonball still and then i would have fresh bottled ready to drink beer yep uh so you completely forgot to ask for your counter pressure filler ah and i am pretty sure that by the time we left you were dead (laughs) i was pretty much yeah because you were not feeling that whole morning (laughs) i was not feeling great And I was I was pretty much dead for the for the entire week. Yeah, uh, then I or we put it in his cannonball anyways and pressure filled it real quick. Mm-hmm. And I grabbed one one small Grolsch type bottle with the with the easy cap, uh, filled it up, and that was going to be a gift for my coworker, the ones who's been mm-hmm. the guy who's been helping me with my electrical box and technical and yep. mechanical difficulties. So he got that one, and then Chad just went home with the rest. Okay. We tried it real quick. Yeah. I mean, it was it was an all right beer that sat in a, fer- a fermenter for way too okay. long. And so it just kind of had that weird uh, yeasty, phenolic-y, too phenolic kind of finish. Yeah. And he ended up sharing that with his neighbors, and they all drank it kind of like in one sitting. I, and with the way it tasted, I'm like, dude, if you don't like it, I, I'm okay if you just kind of get rid of it. But well, that's the nice thing about the cannonball; it, it is kind of a one sitting type. It get three, four people around, you can kill you that kill pretty it quickly. The, yeah, and I y- think did we did we kill the one that you guys brought the other night? It was hard work, but yeah. Okay, and then I don't know what ABV that cider was, but I feel like that knocked a f- well. I don't know if that knocked anybody out, but if I like. Somebody was like, "Oh man, that cider! I don't know, <laughs> I don't know what I'm feeling." Well, it's either that or the 10 percent beer that's being poured around, or maybe the combination <laughs> of the fact that you're drinking 10 percenters, oak aged 10 percenters. Someone has a Coors banquet. There here. was a bunch of Coors, uh, Nitro Stouts, Farm Girl, uh, Third Shift, uh, Whisk Coast Ale. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and then of course the the cider, which by the way was really good. It was, uh, yeah, no, uh, we 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 destroyed it pretty quick. Like as soon as you're like, well, yeah, I'll have okay, I'll have a bit. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> no, that one that one uh, was pretty darn good, pretty much from the beginning. Yep. Uh, 
so he shared it with his his uh, neighbors and didn't last very long. But they were also just kind of like, yeah, they they weren't the biggest fans of it, but it, it was drinkable, yeah. I guess. No, no one complained for free. That's good. Yeah. Then, what did I have something else? I don't know if I had I anything know. else. I think, I think we're, this this is mostly, uh, guys, this is honestly just going to be kind of a catch-up episode because Miles and I literally have not had a chance to sit down and talk to each other no. in weeks. Yeah, it's it has been a very hectic couple of weeks. Very much so. Yes. Uh, uh, no, the other one is we brewed a, a, an English strong ale the other day. Oh, nice. Well, yeah, I'm really excited about trying that one. Um, how, how long are you guys going to let that one sit? I have no idea. Um, we've been brewing at his place with his equipment, which, by the way, is um, s- pretty much straight out of John Palmer's. Oh, nice. Yeah, so it looks really nice. Uh, he had to do, like, his own customized spigot assembly, and it's, like, six, eight inches long. It sticks out absurdly far. <laughs> it's hilarious because it's just on a little five-gallon yep. cooler. Uh, that one, I want to say, was one pound of... Six row, or okay. two, no pale malt. One pound of pale malt, a pound of crystal twenty for a one gallon batch. For a guys. one gallon batch, guys. Sorry about that. Uh, one pound of crystal twenty, and then half a pound of chocolate. Nice. And so I forgot the the hop that went in there, but we just uh, you know looked up something that mm-hmm. typically goes in that, um, put an amount in there, and then he grabbed an appropriate yeast strain. Very yeah. cool. Yeah, the only thing that's got me is, and I didn't uh, object too hard, is that, uh, less than half of it is the the base. Huh. Yeah, I don't know. That's yeah, that's. And then uh, I, I'm excited. To, I like. I don't know when when I hear recipes, I really like to have the finished be like. I don't, but that may be just me. Yeah, I mean, I I had a couple of uh, initial like, well, maybe's, but I mean, he's getting all excited. I know that it's going to end up being beer in the end. Yep. Uh, it was uh, two and a half pounds versus the two pounds that we typically do. So that what, uh, what ABV were you guys shooting for? Uh, in and around seven. Okay, and what was your uh, what was your OG? I think sixty something, sixty two, sixty three. And you're looking to finish out? Yeah, uh, twelve, I think. Okay, twelve or th- I mean, it's not going to be the most grandiose. No, yeah, 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 yeah. Ever, but uh, the English have this ability to to take these big concepts and approach it with a very subtle mindset and so i kind of hope it comes out like i mean so obviously it's big and it's bold but uh, you know it's got the kind of heft to it that you want to drink it slowly and you want to you know savor it yeah enjoy it not just pound it down like a citrus american pale ale or something all right (laughs) okay so let's let's get to wee heavy because it's sitting here and it's just about at the perfect temperature now and it's just staring at you in the face it it really is and i'm really excited to drink some because i haven't had any uh since since saturday and i was (laughs) i was kind of stuffed up still and like i'm finally not okay so what can you tell us about it all right. Uh, well, do you want to do a style guideline first? Ah, uh, sure. Uh, overall, just, just brief. Just overall and o- overall maybe. impression. Here we go. A malt focused, generally caramely beer with perhaps a few esters and occasionally a butterscotch aftertaste. Hops only to balance and support the malt. The malt character can range from dry to grainy to rich, toasty and caramely, but is never roasty or especially, or excuse me, and especially never has a peat smoke character. Yes. So that's uh, that's 
Yeah. Uh, what, what's the what's the color range we're looking for? Let me get to the next page here. SRM thirteen to twenty two. It says it likes it to be um, kind of like a uh, red to a, a brown. Okay. I I had something here. Here we are. Pale color to very dark brown. Clear, low to moderate, creamy off white. All right. Okay. Um. So here's my recipe for a ten gallon batch because that is the kind of crazy person I am. Um, and Eric just happens to oblige from time to time. Right. <coughs> I was going to say this is probably also why it took as long as four hours, even in the bitter cold. Oh no! The, well, no, this gravity hammer was not that one. Oh, uh, that was haze for days. No, you're right. Okay. Yeah, no, gravity hammer. I brewed uh, back in November on a actually really nice day. It was beautiful out. Um, Carlos and I brewed this one together, and it was a lot of fun. So is he a, a homebrew master now? Carlos? Yeah. Carlos is the master of, hey, hold this hose. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Love it. All right. Uh, so uh, 20 pounds of uh, UK pale malt. Um, one and a half pounds of uh, Crystal 40. One pound of Munich 20. Eight ounces of chocolate malt. Um, four ounces of crystal 120, um, and then seven pounds of light dry extract for uh, because my mash tun only holds so much. <laughs> um, and then hops, I did uh, three ounces of EKG at 60 minutes, um, and then an ounce of EKG at 15 just for a little bit of that EKG flavor right at the end. Not much, just just a touch. Um, because you love it yep. also very, very much. Uh, I was shooting for 1090. Okay. I hit, uh, it was like 1090, 1091. Okay, so you were really on it. Yes. And that was with uh, LME edition? Yep. Okay. Uh, and then... Uh, oh, God, do I have the yeast that I use? I don't think I have the yeast that I use. And I totally 100% cannot remember what I used. I, I could probably look up receipts and stuff at some point. Um, I, I did not use Scottish ale yeast. Okay. Um, because I was barrel aging it, and I didn't want to impart Scottish ale yeast. Or no, I take that back. I did use a Scottish ale yeast, but I didn't use a super estery one. Okay. There were two on the YE site. Actually, let me bring them up, and I can. Uh, sorry, guys. I thought I had this um, on there, but apparently I did not. I want your home enthusiast Y yeast uh, brewers. Yeast strain guide. Okay, ales. Um. So there were there were two. There's the te- there's the 1728 uh, Scottish ale yeast, and uh, there's the I think what I ended up using was let's see if this is the one. Uh, no, not that one. God, I want to say it was like London ale or something like that. Okay. Anyway, not not crazy important. Not a whole lot of yeast character in this beer. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's so overwhelmingly malt heavy. Yeah, I I I really want like, and I most of it mostly because I didn't want to impart a whole lot of or leave a whole lot of yeast character in the barrel. No. Uh, what was your fermentation temperature? Uh, ambient basement. 
uh, is what I use. So pretty, uh, it's kind of on the low side because it got cold. Um, so 60s, uh, like 63, 65. Okay. So yeah, no, definitely on the low side. And we did kind of a long, slow ferment. I can live with that. I mean, it definitely <coughs> plays towards the uh, the sweeter yep. malt character. Uh, final gravity. We were estimating for ten twenty seven. We overshot by just a little bit. Uh, I think it was. I think it ended up being like ten sixteen. Ouch. Uh, so our we were shooting for eight point four. We ended up at nine point six. That is partly why this place is so messy. Yes. Yeah. Um. And then, yeah, so then uh, after fermentation, I let it ferment for about a month. Uh, I think it was the first week in December. Um, I pulled uh, five gallons of it and put it into the bourbon barrel. And then I let that sit until a week before Saturday. So a week before Saturday, I pulled it out and then force carved uh, both of them and served them side by side. And that's what we have in front, uh, of, in us. front of us. So let's start with the non-barrel. I don't know if you've had a chance to taste it at all. I have been right. sipping at it. Okay. I, Lord knows I shouldn't be, but right. I have uh, I'll been. let you talk about it so I can have some. All right, fair enough. So uh, I definitely get this off-white head that it's saying I should have, and it's been sitting out for 20 minutes now, mm-hmm. and it, it still has it. It's got that wonderful, almost copper brown. Uh, it's a little hard to tell because it's really hazy. Mm-hmm. My, at least mine is. This is, uh, this is really hazy. I can smell kind of a, a little bit of a phenolic character, but it's uh, um, it's almost unnoticeable with all the caramely sweetness flavors. Can you smell them today? <laughs> yeah, I can. They're they're pungent, and it is fantastic. And then getting into the taste here, mm-hmm. you have a comment or two. Um, yeah. So, yeah, uh, there's there's a little bit um, now that I can actually smell. Um, through the caramel, I'm getting almost a, uh, there's almost like a boozy note, uh, in the aroma. Maybe, well, maybe just a touch solventy. Okay. I'm not entirely sure if I'm picking that up or if it's just the, the over ABV that's kind of burning my nostrils here. I can see I'm, I'm really not getting a, a, a high ABV note. Okay. Uh, yeah, no, it, it, yeah, no. Each each knows to its own. Uh, but I guess o- overall, I would have to say that uh, it's very two style. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it's it's clearly got the right notes going on. Um, this yeah, part. no, I, I'm really I'm really happy with uh, with the lacing on it. I feel like it's like it it fits. It does. I will say say though that the low FG does stand out. Mm-hmm. It is not quite as chewy as it looks like it's supposed to be. Yep, but it does go down nice and smooth. Which is not a good combination <laughs> to have. And this is not the type of beer you should serve in a pint glass, according to Casey. Yeah, but we were serving them in pints the other night. <laughs> <laughs> At least you didn't have to drive home. Mm-hmm. So, and it, you can't really taste the alcohol too much either. It, I mean, it's there, but... Yeah, but it's not it's not in your face. No. It's not hot, which I was a little worried about. See, I, I personally wouldn't have been too worried about it. I mean it it's noticeable in the way you'd want it to be. Mm-hmm. But what's I don't I don't even get too much of a warmth out of it. It's just kinda like this uh a 
flavor that just kind of hops out it, of the it's, background. It's, it's a little uh, winter warmery to me. Yeah, that that would be a good way to yeah, put it. Um, like specifically like Rush River's winter warmer. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's another sneaky beer. Uh, that's <laughs> that's nine percent. Yeah, you wouldn't know it by the yep. time you're under the table. Yep. And that's and that's that's kind of how the non-barrel age feels for me. Yeah. So clearly, this is uh, on par, on mark. Uh, unless there's some way to clear it up a little better. I, I could use finings. I think would be the only thing. Uh, yeah. But at the same time, I don't know. I was gonna barrel age it, and then not overly worried about yep. it. Yep. Uh, otherwise, just a little bit too thin on the on the body. But otherwise, this I think is... oat might help. Yeah. Just some oats in there. Yeah. Some. High dextrin something. Yeah, other. <laughs> yeah. No, otherwise it's otherwise a fantastic beer. And okay, very much a good success, uh, and it clearly asks to be barrel aged. It really asks for it. Like, <laughs> uh, I didn't go too crazy on the malt bill because I didn't want like. I mean, there's there's the caramel flavors there that you're looking for, but I mean, I could have added a bunch more complexity. But I really wanted some of that barrel complexity to show through when we get there. And not just that, when you try to be too complex without actually having something dialed in, it can very easily just turn into a hodgepodge mess. Yes, like, yep. I don't know what this is supposed to be trying to taste like. Yeah, well, and that's usually not a problem with my beers. Because I try, I try to stick like the you know, kiss keep method. It, yep, keep it simple, stupid. Yep. Uh, and actually, I think this might be one of like as a solo brew, one of the beers where I've used the most different types of malts. Yeah, and I'm, I'm also kind of uh, experiencing that a little more firsthand these days, brewing with Chad, mm-hmm. uh, because he's he's obviously he knows what he's doing, uh, but he's still relatively new, and so he's just like. Put all the things in. No, he's not. He's just like, well, I've got these things. Let's just pick two or three. Yep. Put them in and just see what comes out. Okay. And other than trying to be, you know, like the technical reference and, you know, is this going to work or not answer guide, um, I've really not been trying to step in the way of what he's been trying to make and just like going along for the ride with him. And it's been really paying off. He's learning a lot. He's getting uh, good beers coming out of it. and he's He's really proud of it. So... Um, I'm even learning from it in my own way. That's good because if you're if you're not learning while you're brewing, you're doing something wrong. Yeah, well, I mean, it's it's just easily the experience is teaching me a lot because I you can easily overthink things a lot yep. these days. I mean, especially with how scientific and in depth and how known virtually everything about this particular topic is just known. Yep. Anyways. All right. You need to try some of this barrel age so we can talk about it. Okay. Your first thoughts. Um, my first thoughts is, well, no, I don't want to give my first thoughts because I've it's my beer and I'm a little biased. <laughs> so I want, I want your f- thoughts first because I don't, I don't want to influence them. I will say um, this is the second beer to come out of that barrel. Well, I guess technically third. The, the second one hasn't been bottled yet. Um, and it is serving us well. I just re-wet it with some more bourbon uh, This uh, as soon as I pulled this out. Okay. So uh, yeah. that is being rolled on bourbon right now. Nice. Uh, immediately speaking, this has less head, but it, it's still just, I got that line around the rim. It's still got the wonderful lacing. It is clearer than the non-barrel aged, and it is also darker. So it is got that deep, almost opaque. It's, it's a very translucent brown. Yep. Uh, it's got a wonderful color. And in this one, I'm getting more of that alcohol smell that you were talking about. Yep. It is not sharp. It's almost very welcoming. Mm-hmm. Um, but it does it does overshadow some of the 
Carmely characters that I was getting before, uh, and just a little bit of that barrel is coming through as well. So it definitely added some more complexities, some more layers in my opinion, and that is definitely a good thing so yes. far. Yes, uh, yeah, uh, the aroma on this, um, co- the colder it is, the more uh, the more barrel is overpowering, and as it warms up, uh, the other stuff starts to show through. Uh, there is that boozy note to the aroma. Not necessarily a bad thing because it uh, it melds with the barrel really well. It does. It's fantastic. If you give it a swirl, it, it starts to come out really, really hard. Uh, some of the tannic quality, and it just it plays on the on the nose really, really oh, well. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's, man. It's great. Okay. So Have you tasted it yet? I'm about to. Okay, I because mean, I, my I glass I had it the other is, night, but clearly uh, I, well, I was out of sorts. So th- I've been trying not to drink during the week, and this beer is the bane of my existence for that because it goes down really easy in my opinion that is a lot of barrel see and you say that and i don't know if you say that as a good thing or a bad thing i like it as a good thing i don't i don't dislike it i mean at at this point i know it's a bit of a preference it is definitely tannic and a whole lot drier than the non-barrel age counterpart obviously uh but it does step other qualities forward from that i get uh i do get that alcohol warmth at this point so i i definitely feel it uh do they have different abvs at this point no i I don't think they do okay uh, so um it definitely uh takes some of the more i'm a strong beer qualities and pushes them to the foreground uh it's still uh easily a a scotch ale obviously or a, a wee heavy um and it, it does taste heavier on the tongue. It's got more of the body coming back. Yeah, somewhere. no. Uh, something about the barrel uh, just really uh, brought this beer to the forefront. Um, those that those like oaky vanilla notes yep. really pop. Uh, it it is drier, um, and there there are it's very like there there is a lot of barrel in it. Um, <clears throat> but I I feel like it really complements this beer. It does when you when you drink the non barrel aged. It it clearly just tastes like a template for something that should be barrel yeah, aged. You're like, afterwards. Yeah, you're like, okay, this this it's missing something. I'm not really sure what. And then you taste the barrel aged, and you're like, oh, that 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 that's what it was missing. That that was totally the thing. <laughs> that was so, yeah. So this one really just kind of it it does have that complete beer, you know, feel or yep property or quality I, I don't know what the word is for it but it does taste like it's a completed beer a finished product whereas uh whereas the non-barrel age as as good as it is it just begs for you to do that something to it yeah it's like hey put put me in a barrel please 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 it, please it, it does hey, guys guys it does and you did and you did well i know it uh, i'm i'm very happy with how this beer turned out and even though it has the alcohol warmth it's still just as easy to drink which is a goddamn problem you keep doing this to us, <laughs> and then you get hungover, and we can't record. Right. And dang, I blame Eric, really. It is all Eric's fault. Though, hang on, this this weekend, we did we plan on recording on Sunday? I don't think we uh, did. I, I think it was primarily impromptu. It would have been an impromptu thing. Yeah, but, no, Sunday was more like, oh, hey, my voice is gone. And, like, we didn't even do Department of Offense on Sunday this week. No, yeah. Well, I mean, because I, I had a couple of uh, questions having nothing to do with this, and I called you, and you're like, nope, not happening. Yeah, Text no, me. <laughs> super can't talk right now. <laughs> <laughs> I still have that in my phone somewhere. I thought it was pretty amusing. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> and then uh, there was just something slightly off about everything you were saying that I could tell you were just not having it. I, I don't even remember what I said. Hang on. Now <laughs> I, I got to think. Because I, I don't think, like, I thought I was being cordial. No, no, you were. You were. It's just like, uh, usually your texts are pretty grammatically there. Oh, yeah. And it's like, you know, just type in, like, someone who's clearly not using capitals or periods or commas or... Yeah, yeah, no, I was, I was, yeah, I was napping on the couch. <laughs> I know, I think I talked to you the next day, and you forgot that I had talked to you the previous day yep. or something. And you're just like, dude, I don't, I don't, I don't I, freaking yeah, remember. No, I, um, got, I got nothing Yeah, no, for so I, I think I'm going to brew this beer again. I really do. Uh, I think I'm just going to bottle it. I'm, I think I'm going to, uh... Bottle and wax seal? Yeah. Uh, well, I'm actually going to, I'm going to counter-pressure... Uh, as soon as I have some time, hopefully this weekend, I'm going to go pick up some bottles and, uh, fill up whatever's left in the keg and bottle that up. Sure. I, know, I know there's a few people out there who want bottles, so I got to get them to them. And then I want to, I want to age it. I think this beer will age, will hold up well to age. You know, I, I agree. Um, Wait, it's yeah, not bad young at all. No, and if you do if you do some of these bigger beers right, they can be really yep. good, decently young. Um, but getting aging is is always just yeah, a and like not I don't I don't think uh, two three years down the road, but maybe uh, six months to a year, six eight months. Yeah, will this beer will really hit its sweet spot? Sure, I can see that easily. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that about wraps us. Oh man. We could I could sit here and talk about this beer all day, but we're already at thirty five minutes, man. Oh my Holy goodness. Cow. And to think we're just catching up. I know. I'm I'm excited to get back into uh some more in depth episodes. I, I am too. I'm I'm pretty excited. Keep talking, I gotta find the outro music. <laughs> oh, Jesus. So I I don't I don't know. Are you are you planning on Possibly introducing some changes to the recipe, or do you think it's just pretty solid? Uh, the way it is? I think I'm gonna do some oat uh, just to really bring forward that mouthfeel. Though the barrel age, the mouthfeel is almost there for me. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so it's just the base beer is is a little thin. I think if I didn't ferment it out quite so much, accidentally. Um, so I might I might change up the yeast, which will probably happen because I can't remember entirely which yeast I used. So even if you tried to keep it the same, he might not. Well, yeah, the ba- the race recipe is not going to change much. Um, I think the caramel's about the level where I want it. Okay. Um, because I'm not a huge fan of overwhelming caramel in my Scottish ales. Uh, time and a place. I mean, sometimes, but this is clear. Uh, obviously, this one is still done right, and so yep. I wouldn't say try and put a whole lot. Yeah. More what in. about you? Would you make any changes to it? Uh. Besides less barrel. No, I think probably the one big thing I would try first would be uh, less attenuating yeast. I mean, nothing, yeah. nothing overly dramatic, but that would be the first thing. Otherwise, I might have to just look at the recipe a little more closely mm-hmm. as opposed to just listening to it. Yeah, no, I, I understand. <laughs> like, if you, hearing the recipe, it's it's pretty, it's pretty difficult. To yeah. Um, no, uh, it's it's pretty solid the way it is. I, I guess I was just curious. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No. I, I think that would be the big thing. And then barrel age all 10 gallons instead of just half of it. Yeah. Because. There's no reason not to. Right. The only reason we didn't is we thought it'd be a fun experiment and a really fun like party thing to do to have them both side by side so people could try them both and 
I actually see that barrel barreling does dramatically change the flavor. Oh yeah, no, they're two completely different beers. Yeah, and it it, it really was a good experiment. So it was, and it was a really good party. <laughs> <laughs> the best one I can't remember as of late. Right, uh, we ended at like uh, no at one thirty. We went upstairs and played N sixty four for a time that I don't remember. <laughs> I remember going to sleep. Uh, during Lord of the Rings and waking up during, during War of the Lord of the Rings? No, during Star Wars or something <laughs> weird. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, we are back and we will be back consistently now. I know we've said that in the past, but it's true this time. We're back and we're dedicated to it. So thanks for bearing with us through our sabbatical. And yeah. Yeah, thank you. Thank yeah, you very thanks. much. And we'll be back again next week. Uh, make sure you guys check out our Facebook page at facebook.com slash Studios and follow us on Twitter at blind underscore ninja so you can stay up to date with all of our goings-ons. Yes. And I'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.